Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary Post-WrestleMania Edition. I'm Peter Klein. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, you can uh, rate, review, subscribe this podcast uh, to this podcast. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at PrimetimeKlein. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, it is all about night one of WrestleMania. A little delayed on these, um, but it's been busy around here the last few days. Still working out some tech issues, uh, but we are definitely getting there. Um, so today, uh, it's going to be all the podcasts I planned on doing this week about WrestleMania. All coming out in one day, so you're, you're getting it eventually here. Uh, but today is all about night one, um, then we're going to pause, do night two, then we're going to pause and do the night after WrestleMania, and all of the stuff around the craziness that is surrounding the WWE right now. So, thank you all so much for downloading and listening today. Some of the music on Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. Find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. All right, let's get into the night one breakdown. Uh, we begin where the WWE began. Uh, first of all, I understand like, oh, it's funny and we got Kevin Hart and he's a funny guy. I don't know if I love comedy in the open for WrestleMania. I like the drama, like that this is the biggest night of the year, biggest two nights, I guess now, of the year for the WWE. So why are we turning it into joke time with Kevin Hart? Like, again, he is a funny dude and all of that, and that, that that's great, big star, but you're closing the night with like a blood feud that's been lasting a year. You, championships decided, like, I just, I don't, I didn't like it. I didn't like the tone of it. It kind of took me out of things to, to get going. But we begin with Austin Theory against John Cena. Uh, John Cena with the Make-A-Wish entrance, which was just incredible. And then the match was just kind of there. Austin Theory gets the win, but I, I don't know if coming out of this, he is elevated in any way from having a match with John Cena. He got to be on WrestleMania. He got a win at WrestleMania. He is still the United States champion, which um, was a focus. We'll, we'll see what goes on with the new regime in WWE. But th this wasn't a like okay Austin Theory has arrived moment or anything like that it just kind of was so not not the big boost for Austin Theory that I, I think we were necessarily hoping for um and, and I don't know if he like really gets a whole lot coming out of this one now the uh men's Wrestlemania tag team showcase with the Street Profits defeating Braun Strowman uh, and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders at 8 minutes and 30 seconds. This was fun. Like, again, they had less than 10 minutes, and they came out and did a whole lot of fun stuff. Like, Braun Strowman and Ricochet are a really neat pairing. The crowd seemed to be really into Chad Gable, and I was surprised there wasn't more focus on them um, coming out of uh, Monday Night Raw. But, like, they were fun. The Viking Raiders, like, it, it was all right. Like, this was this was a really, really fun match. And it does feel like we're coming to an end with the Street Profits, and like that, that is too bad because they have been a whole lot of fun, but both of those guys are incredibly talented. We've talked about it before. It doesn't feel like there's a Marty Jannetty in the bunch, right? Like Angelo Dawkins could be something real big and Montez Ford could also be something real big. So there, there's a lot, I think, to enjoy with the, the street profits, but the, the tag team division on both sides, on the, the men's side and the women's side, I think really need a, a refocus here in the upcoming year. Seth freaking Rollins defeats Logan Paul with KSI as a prime bottle at 1615. 
I am not one who wants to compliment the Paul brothers at all. Um, I, I think they're deplorable and not the worst things about the internet, but they're like part of some not great stuff about the internet, right? But um, it's, it's funny how they've moved down the depth chart of bad things about like inter internet influencers and stuff like that as like because they've changed. It's like, oh, just people have got shittier. But that's another conversation for another day. Th this was really, really good. Um, Logan Paul has definitely got this. He is naturally remarkably unlikable. Um, and, and so he plays the heel very well. Obviously he's an athlete. Um, obviously he is someone who is comfortable in an entertainment setting. And Seth Rollins is damn good at the sport of professional wrestling. So they put on a, a really, really good match. Logan Paul definitely gets it. Whatever it is in the, the WWE vernacular, he, he absolutely 100% gets it. Um, and he has been a delight to watch so far in the, the wrestling ring. Um, I don't think bigger things are coming for him or anything like that. Like I think it's two to three nights a year um, for, for matches for him and that's about it. Trish Lita and Becky Lynch defeat Damage Control at 1440. This was fun. You, you get to see Trish. You get to see Lita. Um, they, they both, like, uh, no one embarrassed themselves in this match, which you get worried about with legend things. This wasn't my favorite match. Um, like, it, it, it just felt a, a little clunky at times, and it felt like... There, there was a, another gear that this match could have got to where it could have been uh, a whole lot of fun. But, like, it, it was cool for, for what it was. Um, some people expecting maybe a bit of an angle to, to keep things going or something like that. But it, it definitely just felt, like, done after this one. So, uh, a, a fun feel-good moment for the, the babyface side with Trish Lita and Becky Lynch. And then we get into... Father versus son for the second time at WrestleMania history. It in WrestleMania history, sorry. It is Rey Mysterio Jr. taking on Dominic Mysterio. Rey gets the win at fourteen fifty-five. I said it in the preview with the Fresh Take Network this week. I love that Dominic isn't in on the joke, right? Like he has played this character so well. Um, and there isn't like the, oh, when I was in prison, wink, wink, or anything like that. It's like, no, th this dude believes he's a gangster, right? Um, you get a Bad Bunny involvement, which is going to lead to probably a tag match in Puerto Rico uh, next month for Backlash. But that was fun. Uh, Judgment Day does end up coming out and, and getting involved. Rey Mysterio gets a win. Uh, but Dominic, I, I think, has been a a star in this and he obviously has gotten some advantages because of his last name but if this is Dominic Smith he is still getting this opportunity right like he is still he has performed in a way that I think was deserving of a spot at Wrestlemania the, the match was great um and a, a real star in this has been Michael Cole as his narration of this entire feud has made you just want to kick the shit out of Dominic Mysterio right like he has done such an incredible job of um I think building this feud of getting you to hate everything that Dominic Mysterio has done and I think that that can like there are times where commentary hinders, there are times where commentary is just kind of neutral, and there's times when commentary advances things. I think this feud has been a time where commentary has advanced things. And it's not just, hey, can you play can you play this one up? Michael Cole, like legitimately talking about like, hey, I I, I love Rey Mysterio. Um I, I've called like Rey Mysterio came into the WWE WWE on SmackDown, and that's where Michael Cole was. So there was Michael Cole has basically called Ray's entire WWE career as as Ray transitioned over to Monday Night Raw. So did Michael Cole. Um, so like th those those two are very much intertwined, 
And uh, I think that like that there's there's a legitimacy to it because of that. And like it it has made this feud feel so much more real. The the way that Dominic has played it, the way that the family has played it. Like that there was no smiling when uh, Aaliyah got the, the the drink thrown in her face. She actually she had her mouth open, she had to spit it out after. Oh, it was all of it was so great. This was so 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 good. And now you feel like you feel comfortable that Dominic is going to be able to continue to to thrive in some of the, these big spots. One, one thing that I think would be interesting with all this commentary from Michael Cole, um, eventually I think you could play it up that Dominic has heard all of this and now he wants, he wants his revenge on Michael Cole and you can maybe bring a Pat McAfee back in, in that way. So I, I think it would be interesting. And there are a few things you can do with these two. Now I would love to see Ray in a, another prominent role going forward. I didn't like that. He loses the U S title match on raw on Monday. Um, I, I feel like there is more for Ray than, um, than just that, than just to, to let Austin theory get over. I'd like to see him kind of move up. And I, I think, I don't know if anyone would take it seriously, Ray going up against Roman Reigns, but I think that would be an interesting story. Honestly, like, I, I think Ray could help in um, a solo Sokoa build, but I think that Ray deserves to be, I think, in a a main event type of a slot moving forward. Rhea Ripley defeats Charlotte Flair at 23-35 in maybe the greatest women's match in the history of WrestleMania. The And one of the great matches in WrestleMania history, just in general. These two were extraordinary. And it built, and it built, and it built. And then you have the moment where Charlotte gets suplexed on her face. And at that moment, everyone snaps even just for a, a brief moment, out of, oh, this is, oh, she's actually hurt. And from that moment on, they had this entire crowd. And from seeing the reaction online, they had everybody. And they took full advantage. This was unfreaking believable how well these two, once they got the crowd, how well they were able to, to get going. And this was a few that I've said on a few different platforms that really failed to get out of first gear. And this match was redlining in six. Like, they, they were, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm not a car guy. But they they put on a spectacular show. And I think if they had had a feud and a build that kind of mirrored what this match was, then there'd be a real compelling argument for what should have been the main event on this night. I think it was pretty obvious going in. It should have been Kevin, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos. But holy hell, did these two put on an incredible performance. A star-making night for Rhea Ripley. And it does kind of feel like one of those patch uh, passing of the torch moments for um, for Rhea Ripley as she now like the the women's division is in a great spot moving forward. You'd like to see it get spotlighted a little bit more. I'd like to see an intercontinental title and a U.S. title for the the women personally. I think there is enough talent there with with Rhea Ripley, Oscar, obviously Charlotte Flair, Becky, um, Eo Eo Sky Bailey like Dakota Kai Raquel like the, there is a lot of talent in this women's division and they just aren't getting featured I don't think nearly enough right now so I would like to see some more growth in the women's division and more opportunities on the women's side going forward and and I think Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, Belair sorry are great ones to lead that charge then we get our fun moment Pat McAfee defeats the Miz at three minutes and forty seconds Pat McAfee what he has done as um, a celebrity wrestler was great until Logan Paul kind of elevated things a little bit. Pat McAfee is still great, um, but he has 
he has so many opportunities now that it's tough for him to focus on the world of professional wrestling. And it was so great when he had all this enthusiasm. He had the athleticism that he clearly has, and he was all the way bought in. Doesn't feel like he's all the way in right now. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, one of the things he was worried about was a sale to the Saudis. That's clearly not happening now. And so I, I think the WWE is better off with Pat McAfee um, on the show. And then we get to the main event. It is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships from the Usos in 20 minutes and 14 seconds. This was art. Um, just so many little things tied into this. Right from the beginning with the tribute to PWG on the tights for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. To, the, these guys don't need a spectacular entrance. Just give them their music, let them walk down, let the crowd serenade them. The, the, this is a lunch pail group. And then the match with Sammy getting beat on and beat on and beat on. I, I thought it, it was a little bit close to him actually dying out there. Like it was, it was a little like that this needs to turn a little quicker, but there are no notes for this. This is a five-star match. That This is the greatest tag team match, one of them, in the history of WrestleMania. As I was saying that, I got a flash of Edge spearing Jeff Hardy off at WrestleMania 17. So uh, maybe I'll cool it a little bit. But the story with Sami Zayn pinning Jey Uso and him finally getting his kind of retribution in, in that way was perfect. All of it. The, the match played out the way that it was supposed to. The The crowd really thought that that 1D was going to finish Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn kicked out. And again, I cannot stress enough how much of a goddamn star Michael Cole was on this whole thing. He was spectacular on this call. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Um, that This whole match, that this whole, this whole feud built perfectly to this moment. And you finally get it with Sami Zayn, pinning Jey Uso in the middle of that ring to get the victory the way it should be. And then after authentic, real emotion of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on this journey that they've been on to get to this point where they are the main event of night one of WrestleMania and they win the tag team championships. How you follow this now is going to be interesting, but this was one hell of a story and one, one hell of a night. And honestly, seeing how the main event of night two went, I am happy that this is how it went for Sammy. Instead of like, maybe he maybe he wins the title at, at Montreal and it's an amazing moment. And then he loses it to Roman in a couple of, uh, a couple of nights later or something like that. Um, could there have been better ways to do all of this? Maybe. But this has been a spectacular build and I, I have a tough time critiquing the direction they went with these two, these four, I guess, in particular, seeing how it all played out out. But overall, night one was a blast. Like, I'm, I said it on 960 this morning. If night one was just WrestleMania, then we're talking about one of the great WrestleManias in history. Top to bottom, every match delivered at least a little bit of what it needed to. You had feel-good moments with Trish and Lita. You closed the feel-good moment with, with Kevin and Sammy. You, you have a couple of new stars, I think, made in Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. And, like, it, it is just, it is a memorable, memorable night. And so, to me, night one gets an absolute thumbs up, um, like a nine and a half out of ten just the a couple of matches didn't quite reach the level they needed to but this was a phenomenal night from the WWE and kind of what you are what you are hoping for from nights like WrestleMania uh, a couple of other things like the the set 
obviously spectacular. Uh, like I said, Michael Cole was great. Corey Graves was phenomenal. Even Titus O'Neil coming in on the um, coming in on commentary for a couple of the matches, one on night one, one on night two. I would love to see him on as a third in some kind of commentary booth, even if it's not like the most technical analysis all the time. The guy's a big personality. He can definitely talk, and he brought a level of excitement to th this match and a level of realism to a couple of these matches. I would love to see him with, like, the, the WWE has gone away from three-man booths. I would like to see him come in in a, a three-man booth opportunity. Um, admittedly, I don't watch a whole lot of main event or anything like that. I think he'd be good on something like that, like just give a little bit more emotion, a little bit more raw intensity to, to some of these matches. I think it would be good. Um, I, I'm surprised that no Kevin Patrick and surprised at no Wade Barrett, but this was clearly the WWE's A-team going forward. So that is our breakdown of night one of WrestleMania. You can, uh, you, you have made it through this. Now check out part two, um, unless you listen to this at the second it came out, uh, in which case then part two will be up in a little bit. And then we're going to get uh, the Monday after WrestleMania podcast coming out immediately after that. So still have a couple of things to get to. Thank you all so much for downloading and listening. And I will talk to you all just right away, right away on night two for WrestleMania Breakdown. <laughs>